Hello and welcome to Essex by the Sea. I'm Owen Ward, exploring the Essex coast, finding out about the amazing and interesting stories it has to offer. For this episode, I'm quite literally going up in the world because I'm in Southend on what is the UK's shortest funicular railway. To me and you, it's the cliff lift in Southend and Nigel is the, uh, the cliff lift operator grand title you get to push the button to make it all work don't you? yeah it's basically a lift so we don't have to do an awful lot we need to keep just keep after the safety rules and uh, make sure the thing runs properly and, and take the money well it's a nice smooth sedate ride uh, up the cliffs here in uh, in south end uh, and you're a volunteer how long have you been volunteering for here at the cliff lift uh, i've been doing this for four years now um we do it as often as we can but we're all volunteers so we depend on volunteers to enable us to open and sometimes unfortunately we have to stay shut because we don't have the volunteers as we've reached reached the top of the incline just put into a stop there we go do you need to go and open the doors <laughs> as Nigel uh, opens the doors I'll just describe what we can see as we look out over the uh, estuary I've got the pier to my left the modern new apartment blocks that have been built to the right. The tide is out quite a way uh, as we're recording this. But it's quite a view. I can see why you would volunteer to spend your day here, Nigel. It's the best view in South End. We're the only place where, apart from the tower lift further near the pier, we have a completely uninterrupted view of the estuary. We can see right round from the Maplin Sands um, forts, the Red Sand forts, all the way through to Canvey and uh, Thames Gateway. What was it then that made you want to volunteer here? Basically to keep the thing running because uh, it had been out of action for a couple of years while it went, it underwent a lot of um, decoration and maintenance and they said that we needed volunteers in order to operate it because the council could no longer afford to pay an operator. And so a team of, of volunteers operate this as many days as, as you can, uh, but you are after more volunteers to, to help run the lift. We certainly are. We have application forms in the lift and at the pier for a cliff lift operator. Anyone who can do between 10 and 3 or 11 and 4 every day or any day doesn't matter how many days we put you on a rotor and uh, you choose the days you want to work when you don't want to work that's fine but without you the lift will not work and it's nice we've we've just taken uh, some passengers down to the bottom and and the lady was saying it's the first time she's ever been on the cliff lift um i, I guess there's quite a few people that that perhaps it's their first ride it's amazing just how many people not only visitors to south end but also residents who come and say, I've never been on the lift before, this is my first time, and it's only been here 110 years. I was going to say, tell us some of that history, because as we're recording in 2022, uh, the cliff lift is marking its 110-year anniversary. It is indeed. Uh, The lift was built in 1912, but it replaced what was previously here, which was, they called it the electric stairway, which was basically an escalator uh, created for the benefit of the residents of the Clifton Terrace at the top here. Unfortunately, it broke down several times and made an awful lot of noise, so they decided to replace it with this funicular railway, which is what you see now. The whole thing has been... It's a bit like the um, Emperor's New Clothes. Uh, You can see bits which are new, 
but there are a couple of pieces which I can actually point out which are 110 years old still, and they are the locks on the doors. Oh, really? So the original yeah. locks on these doors, I can see the, uh, the brass. Let me just uh, walk over to these then. So these on, on the outer doors of... Yeah, the outer well, the, doors the, on both stations uh, both are both 110 years old. So goodness only knows what will happen if they ever break. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't suppose you can get spares for them these I days. I don't think so. Although the name on the lock, you see, is Otis, which is the lift company. So it's the original lift company that put it in, Way Good & Co. with Otis. And, of course, they are still going. And, and you were telling me just before we started recording that the, the track is original as well? The track is original, although it's been um, changed slightly in terms of um, the... You see the ladder that runs down it? That's a safety thing for um, maintenance engineers. That's been added so that they can walk down safely if they ever have to attend to the track. But apart from that, the track is as, as installed. And the carriage is looking pristine. This isn't original, though. There's been a few over the years. There's been at least two, if not three, carriages. This one is due for an overhaul and repaint very soon, although it looks smart on the inside, and that's thanks to the volunteers who clean it. The outside is looking distinctly worse for wear, as is the station at both top and bottom. Um, but we have high hopes of uh, the council um, bringing in their painters and uh, doing a complete repaint of the whole thing. The exposed nature then, I, I guess, does take its toll on this what is predominantly a wooden structure. It does indeed. Um, al- although we are completely um, sealed for as far as the weather goes, the obviously the outside is subject to the sea spray and everything else that we get it from, come up the estuary. Uh, and sometimes it, uh, it it makes a a difficult time for opening, especially the window behind you, which you can see is in a very poor state. Needs a little TLC, but the rest of it is is absolutely glorious. And on a glorious summer sunny day here in South End, with the promenade and, and Western Esplanade full of visitors, how busy can you be? Uh, the busiest time we ever had was last August bank holiday. We had over 500 passengers during one day and that was pretty hectic because the most people we can hold inside the lift is 13, including the driver. Uh, we call them drivers when you're actually working the thing, operators otherwise. But a normal Sunday, like last Sunday was a very good, uh, last Saturday rather, was a very good Saturday and we had 179 passengers, which is a, a good total for a, a, good, a normal day out of school holidays. School holidays obviously make a big difference. When children come to the seafront and they go to Adventure Island perhaps, then they quite often say, we want to go on the lift as well. And it is quite unique in, in the country. I mentioned it's, it's the shortest in the uh, UK. I mean, do you know how long it actually is? It doesn't take very long to ride, does it? It takes about um, a minute and a half to get top to bottom. Is it quicker going down? No, <laughs> no, we don't accelerate either way. <laughs> it's a steady, uh, and it's all computer controlled from the beneath the top station. But the main thing that makes us unique: not only are we the shortest funicular railway, but we're also a funicular railway with only one car. Normally, you'd have one going up, one goes down, and they balance each other. Whereas we have a counterweight which runs on a track beneath the main car track 
So as we go down in the car, the counterweight will come back up to the top and vice versa. In a similar way to what a, a standard lift would operate, obviously that would go vertically up and down, whereas this is just on the, on the slant. It, yes, except, as I said, the, uh, the European Union class this as a funicular railway, so we have to have the two things running independently. They are both controlled by a computer, and um, we have yet to have a hitch. We even had the fire brigade come um, last year, to test how to rescue someone from the lift if it got stuck halfway, which was quite entertaining to see them using one of their long hoist arms to get the firemen to open the doors from the outside, which is normally not possible. That would be quite a challenge with all the buildings, and, and we are on, on the uh, cliff, so you know they can't just uh, pull up alongside and, and do it. That must have been uh, quite a unique experience also for the firefighters to do, because yeah, presumably you've never had to do that. We've never had to do it, thank goodness. Never had to have the fire service rescue anybody. We, we know how to control the lift, and should there be any interruption in service, we know how to restart it as well. You mentioned that it's now sort of computer-driven, and, and this day and age I can see the control panel there looks similar to what you'd seen in a standard lift. But, but I mean, how would it have been operated before computers? Would it have been like a manual process? or I mean, no, It was always electric, right. always run on, a, on a, a big electric motor underneath the top station. But it may well, I, I don't know what the control mechanism was before computers, but it was operated by... Uh, a council employee uh, who had a dr- who had a paid driver that would drive the thing, and I presume that he had f- some sort of brake that he could apply when he was getting near the bottom. Whereas we don't need that; the computer automatically applies the brakes as you get close to the other station. It's a very smooth transition from uh, the ride either up or down to stationary. You almost hardly realise that it's it's moving. Uh, and it's a very nice ride to do, particularly with these panoramic views across the estuary. What's the best bit about volunteering for the cliff lift for you? Keeping it working. After 110 years, it would be a real shame if the cliff lift had to shut because of lack of support. And that support is from not only the volunteers, but the, the patrons that come and come and actually come for a ride. Absolutely. Whenever you see the doors open, either the top and bottom station, come and have a ride. Come and volunteer if you can, but come and support the cliff lift. Application forms are available both here and, and at the pier. Is that the best way? If people uh, think that they'd quite like to come along and volunteer, is that the best way? How can they get in touch as well? Absolutely best the best way. As I say, come to the cliff lift. If we're open, we have the cliff lift application forms here. Alternatively, you go to the pier station, the shore station, and they can give you an application form there because we, we come under the auspices of the pier management, so they would eventually vet any applications and do any interviews and training, etc. We all had to receive training before we were allowed to operate. And... If your people want to find out more, other than coming along, perhaps they're listening to this further afield, planning a day to come to uh, South End, where can they find more information? I think you've got a, a Facebook page. Well, the, the best place would be a Facebook page, because on the Facebook page we post every day that we are due to be open. Um, because at the moment we are sometimes having to stay shut because of lack of volunteers. But if you go to the South End Cliff Lift Facebook page, 
we always show on there the dates that we're going to be open. Nigel, thank you ever so much for, uh, for allowing me to, to come along and have a chat uh, and to ride the cliff lift as well. My car is actually parked down on the seafront, so, so as so we're at we the top... Down? Shall we go down? Sounds like a good idea. Um, Nigel, thanks ever so much for uh, joining me here on Essex by the Sea. Don't forget, you can follow on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. We're also now on TikTok as well. So go like and follow on there. And if you uh, are enjoying what you're listening and would like to support the podcast, then you can do so via my Ko-fi page if you're going to donate. Thank you very much to you. So as I head back down to the Esplanade, thanks very much for listening. Until next time. Enjoy the ride.